You're listening to The Mom Inspired Show, episode 148 with Ginger Hubbard. Welcome to The Mom Inspired Show. I'm your host, Amber Sandberg, and this show is created to inspire, encourage, and add a little extra fun to your day. Hey, you guys, I'm super excited to have Ginger on the show today. She is on the show talking about parenting. And I know as a mom, it can be so overwhelming with all the parenting resources and advice out there. So I thought it would be neat to have her on the show and hear her take on parenting and how it's different from other people. Um, She wrote a book and it really just talks about, you know, why kids are losing respect for their parents and how parents are losing control of their kids. And as a result, America is facing an epidemic of undisciplined kids. And how did we get here? And so she just has a neat way of kind of talking us through what she has learned by raising her kids and writing a book and using the Bible as the foundation to the book and how the Bible has so much information in there for raising our children. So I hope that you guys find this inspiring and encouraging and make sure to share this with your friends, you know, share this with other moms that are just struggling right now with their kids' behavior and they just feel like they're all alone. So I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, you guys, before we jump in the show, I want to give you guys an update on my whole weight loss journey. If you've been listening to the shows for the past month or two, I had uh, an update um, with using Lean with Amanda Nybert. And I'm trying to do that every month to two months because not everybody listens to every episode. And um, I'm going to actually do several episodes on my whole weight loss journey, I think in the fall. But until then, I'm just trying to use the intro to just kind of give people some updates and stuff like that, because I know when I was trying to figure out what was the best thing that I needed to do for myself, I wanted to hear what other people were doing if they were successful at it. And so if this is you, I want you just to know kind of my journey. And if you guys don't need to lose weight, if you're someone who's like, I don't I don't need this and whatever, kudos to you. But think about somebody that you might know that who's struggling And maybe they can't get that weight off from having their second, third, fourth kid, whatever it is, and they just don't feel like themselves. So please think about that when you're hearing me talk, if you don't need to lose weight and all that kind of stuff, because I know that's not everyone's struggle. Um, So I kind of just want to do a little bit of an update. People have been coming up to me because they are starting to notice that I'm smaller and all that kind of stuff and just asking where it started. And um, honestly, it all started with Amanda Nybert's lean program. And so I did an episode with her. I did a series. It starts with episode 112. Make sure to go listen to the series because she goes through everything in detail on how the program works, why it works and all that stuff. She does a great job of doing that more than I could even tell you right now in this short amount of time. What's even better is Amanda gives Mom Inspired Show listeners an exclusive discount of $20 off where you cannot find anywhere. So you can only find it here. And if you have already done the program and you want to do it again, there is a repeat client discount of $10 off. So make sure to use those. And so those discounts, what they are is mominspiredshow.com forward slash lean, L-E-A-N, 2020 or com forward slash lean, L-E-A-N, 10. And so make sure to use that. But you can go to episode 112. All the stuff is in the show notes if you forget what I just said, and you can find the discount links there. But what I wanted to tell you guys, so I had two friends come to me talking to me about what I've been up to, and they did one of Amanda's sessions. She generally does two a month for seven weeks. It's an online program, 
and they just finished and one of them almost lost 10 pounds and another lost, I think, eight pounds. So just to give you an idea of what different women are losing and um, and they felt great. And one of my friends, she just absolutely loved it. And she was really struggling trying to get the weight off and she was doing burn. I do burn. It's a boot camp, and she was just working her butt off and she couldn't get the weight down. And I was like, hey, you should probably try lean and see if that helps because a lot of people think that they can work out and not change their eating and lose weight, which is completely false, especially the older you get. You really have to like hone in your food and working out is great, but sometimes working out makes you hungry and then you got to really like wrap your mind around that whole thing. So I was so excited to see that she finally lost weight and had success with that using lean. So I wanted to just share that with you guys. And if you guys are kind of like, I know what I really need to do and blah, 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 and you just don't do it. Well, this is a great accountability. Like you have to post like your macros and all that stuff every day on, um, on the app and stuff like that, that she provides you. And if this is all new to you and you're kind of like, I have no idea, this is amazing because it gives you just a total new way of thinking about things, gives you new tools. And then when you're done, you can kind of make it your own or you can do a repeat session and stuff like that. So I just wanted to let you guys know about this program because I really like it. And it started off my whole journey back in January of where I am today. And so I just wanted to share that with you. I didn't want to hold it to myself. I wanted you guys to know what I've been up to. And if you have friends, make sure to share this episode with them and make sure to have them check out episode 112 and they can hear everything that she has to say. And then all the links will be in the show notes. So if you guys are hesitant and you feel like you want to ask me a question, do not feel like scared to reach out to me. Okay. I'm a normal person. If you want to ask me some questions about the program, you can find me on Facebook at Amber Sandberg, Instagram, I'm Amber Sandberg, or if you're on my email list, you can email me. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. I would love to help you. I feel so much better now. I feel more like myself. It just feels so good. It's just like, oh my gosh, I'm like finally getting back to the Amber that I used to know. And I know there's moms out there listening to this feeling the same exact way. So I am speaking to you. So anyways, I just wanted to share that with you and I can't wait to do a few episodes in the fall and then you'll get you'll get a lot more detail and stuff like that. But I just wanted to give you guys some info until that point just so that it can help you out if you need it. All right, let's go to the show. Hey Ginger, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi Amber, great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I like to start off every show with an icebreaker on travel. I am a travel agent, so I just like asking everybody where their favorite vacation spot is and why. And this can be with or without kids. Oh, oh, that's a good one. And I can answer that very quickly because oh, cool. I absolutely know what our favorite travel spot is. We love um, a place called the Royal Hideaway, and Ooh. it is in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Okay. And it is an all-inclusive resort, and there's no kids allowed. And so, not that I don't like kids. Obviously, I love yep. kids. I write parenting books, raised, <laughs> you know, I have two kids and two stepkids, so I love them, love them, love them. But sometimes, yep. you know, Gotta we go. just need to get away with <laughs> our husbands, and we want to be quiet. And, mm-hmm. and you know, just to be honest, I don't want to hear other people's kids screaming when I'm, when I'm on vacation with my husband. So, that is our absolute favorite, favorite place to go. It's 
really reasonably priced. It's just beautiful. Now, I know that, you know, it can be da- actually the last time we were there is one of the dangerous times to be there. Um, there were some shootings, but we stay, we pretty much stay in the resort. As a matter of fact, the couple of times that we have gone outside of the resort, we wish we did had not have done that because yeah. the resort's just super nice and safe and friendly. And I love the paying one price and everything's included yes. so that you don't have to worry about anything else. You know exactly how much you're going to spend. So that's my that's my best kept secret. And I just shared it with everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people from Nashville fly to Cancun because there's a lot of nonstop um, flights there. And I just sent clients to Puerto Vallarta. So that's the other side. And then I'm checking out um, a bunch of resorts in September um, in Cabo. And so oh. I've never been there before. So I'm super excited. It's uh, desert kind of meets ocean. So it's a totally different feel than the other parts of Mexico. So oh, I'm very interested in that. We, we'll have to talk about that. I know yeah. we've got to talk about parenting on here, but listen, yeah. <laughs> the next place we want to go next year is Cabo. Oh, so it is totally well, ordained yes. that, that we're talking today. So we'll, we'll chat okay, about that. Yeah. Later, yeah. I, I just don't want to hear about that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I definitely have a whole different feel um, once I get back. So um, yeah, thanks for sharing that. That's awesome. I have heard of that resort. So that's really cool that you love it. And yeah, I totally know what you mean about leaving you know, you're leaving the kids, um, you know, at home and you don't want to just have a ton of kids, you know, around you when you're on an, an adult only, you know, vacation and stuff like that. So it totally makes sense, especially for you, since you're on here talking about parenting, I'm sure you probably overhear conversations and you probably have to bite your tongue to be like, ah, oh, I really, I really want to help them parent. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. But I, I love listening. I love observing. Yeah. You know, as long as I'm not on vacation wanting to be quiet with my husband, right. I love right. observing other parents and I love, um, you know, not judging them in any way, but just looking and observing and sure. seeing, you know, what the needs are. Because my favorite thing in the whole world, Amber, is to encourage parents to reach the hearts of their children. So I love to do that. I love to see what's going on in families. And I certainly, you know, do not have all of the answers, but I love to pray with parents. I love to help them think through how to respond to the different struggles that their children are facing, and not just from a behavioral standpoint, but from a really heart-oriented biblical standpoint, because that is when a difference is going to be made, when we're involving Christ and we're pointing them to Christ and everything. That's when the true change is going to take place. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, So we kind of have jumped ahead a little bit um, on what you're going to talk about. So how about you share a little bit more with the, um, about yourself, what your name is, where you're from, and how many kids you have, and then we'll jump into how you got to where you are today. Okay, sounds great. Well, I am Ginger Hubbard, and I am married to Ronnie Hubbard, my favorite person in the whole world. And I've got two kids that I homeschooled um, all the way through. It was such a blessing to get to do that because I traveled. I'm a national speaker, so I traveled all over the country. And that was one of the reasons that I homeschooled is because I didn't want, you know, my kids to be in school 40 hours a week during the week and then on weekends, me to take off to go speak somewhere. So I thought, well, hey, if I homeschool them, they can just go with me. So they did. And they did lots of schoolwork and cars and on airplanes and hotel rooms, but it enabled us to be together and for them to get to see a lot of different places. And um, so I've got them and they are now, Wesley, my oldest, is 26. And then I have Alex, who is 23, my daughter. And then I married Ronnie Hubbard eight years ago and he came as a package deal with two stepsons that I absolutely adore. And they are now 22 and 19. Okay. Wow. 
Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> and I love that you traveled with the kids and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I feel like so many people have those kind of careers today. And, you know, they have to kind of think about doing things a little bit outside of the box. And so um, the fact that you're already doing that with the ages of your kids, you know, being older um, is awesome, because I feel like that's gotten easier to do that kind of stuff, you know, today. Um, mm -hmm. So how about you tell us a little bit about how you got to where you are today with the whole speaking around the country and stuff like that. And then we're going to jump into the parenting stuff. Okay. Okay. That's a fun story. I actually started out, I just, I've always had a heart for parenting. I wanted to be the best parent that I could be. And there's no greater instruction manual than the word of God. And so I began to study the scriptures when mine were very young and I studied them alongside of a book called Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp, which was my favorite parenting book. I read all the parenting books and that was my favorite one. And so my friend and I got together and once a month we would meet with a group of about 30 moms just in our local church. And we went through the principles in Shepherding a Child's Heart from Ted Tripp's book. And all the moms were just like my, my friend and me in that we loved his book as far as it got us so pumped up and excited about reaching the hearts of our kids. And so we were pumped up and excited and ready to do it. But then a little bit discouraged because he wasn't giving us the practical side of how to do it. And so I, I took a lot of the, the principles that I learned from him uh, along with studying the Word of God, and I put together this little wise words for moms chart, which is basically just this quick reference flip chart where I listed these 22 different behaviors that kids struggle with, like lying and tattling and whining and disobeying, everything I could think of. And I gave parents a very practical biblical three-step plan for how to address those behaviors in heart-oriented biblical ways. So the chart just took off. The moms were just so hungry for the how-to part of it, how to implement the scriptures and training their kids, how to get to the heart of what's going on what's behind that behavior. So it just took off in our community and other communities. And then I found out that uh, Ted Tripp was the pastor of a church in Pennsylvania. And I thought, you know, I'm just going to send him a copy of this little chart. It was Back then, we didn't even have a computer. I mean, it was like handwritten, stapled <laughs> together, Xerox copied. People have, you know, young moms today, they're like, what? But it was this tacky little thing. And so I, I just mailed him a copy of it along with a thank you note. And I thought, well, you know, it's Ted Tripp. I'll be lucky if I get back, you know, this autograph picture of him or something. But I did not know that his son, Aaron, actually ran a publishing house. And so the next thing I know, they're contacting me and they said, this is exactly what we've been looking for, this tool to help implement uh, the teaching of Ted Tripp. And so he started carrying it with him at all of his speaking conferences, which he speaks internationally, has for years, and never would have expected in a million years. But all of a sudden, I just started getting phone calls from all over the country, people wow. asking me to come so a national speaking ministry That's was great. launched just for me sending, putting together a little wow. chart for 30 moms and, and sending a copy to, to Ted Tripp. That is really cool. You know, that is just a testament to you did something that you were passionate about. That's a, a big part of my show of taking that step. And you never know what's going to be out there for you. And I feel like a lot of people, especially moms that are staying at home, they kind of feel like, well, what, I, what do I have to offer outside of just raising kids and stuff like that? But here's an example of what you did. And then boom, look what happened. Now, not everybody will have that situation, but it's just that God uses all of our talents and gifts. And sometimes it's bigger and sometimes it's smaller, but um, you could easily not done that, right? You, you could have just kept that to yourself, not sent it, and your life would have looked completely different. So um, right. I'm glad you shared that story. That is a really fun story. <laughs> now, wh where are you from? 
I am in Opelika, Alabama, hence okay. the southern accent, which is uh, very hard for me to disguise it. Anyway, I tell you, it's so funny. One of the, the states that I speak in the most is California oh, of wow. all places. And I honestly think it's not that they care what I have to say. They just like to hear me talk. That's so funny. <laughs> um, yeah, I knew you were southern. I could hear it for sure. But I didn't know what southern state you're from. Um so I'm in Nashville. Where are you? Where is that in Alabama? Like what part Opelika, of Alabama? A lot of people have heard of Auburn, Alabama. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Auburn Tigers, War yep. Eagle, the whole thing. We're huge yeah. fans. So I grew up in Auburn. Opelika is right oh, beside Auburn, got it. like like okay. twin towns almost. So I'm pretty close to the Georgia line. I actually fly oh. out of it when we fly places. We fly out of Atlanta because I we're see. close to the Georgia line. So that's makes only so like an hour and fifteen minutes to Atlanta. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump into the interview and. Um, I know one of the topics that you like to speak on is kids losing respect for their parents. And I know that this is a big issue because I feel like it's gotten worse for whatever reason. And and I want you to kind of jump into why you think parents are losing control of their kids. And I know that you've said that it's um, America is facing an epidemic of undisciplined kids. So what is your thoughts of how we have gotten here? how we've gotten to this point of so many undisciplined kids that are just not showing respect for parents or authority of any kind. Well, you know, Amber, we, as you know, we live in a nation that really defies God at every point, Mm -hmm. including child training. And it's not that parents don't desire obedience and respect from their kids. All parents, you know, want to raise happy, respectful, obedient kids, but so many parents fail to achieve those results. And and I really think that, that that reason is twofold. The first problem is that many parents in an attempt to get their children to obey and to show that verbal respect, they've adopted these faulty child training methods, which focus only on the outward behaviors of their kids, um, rather than really knowing how to get to the heart of the matter. So many parents have developed this philosophy that if they could get their kids to act right, um, just to raise them the right way, that they're raising them the right way. But there is far more to parenting than getting our kids to act right. We have to get them to think right and to be motivated out of a love for God, a love of virtue, a love of what's right, rather than just a fear of punishment. So failure to reach the heart is the first problem. The second problem is that parents Amber, they're just not following the instructions in the instruction manual. Uh, You know, I talked about that, about the Bible has so much to say about every aspect of our lives, including parenting. I once heard Roy Lesson compare God's instructions for parents to an owner's manual for a new appliance. Now, when you buy a new appliance, the manufacturer provides you with an instruction manual tells you how to use the appliance and how to keep it in the best working order. And if something goes wrong, then we know the customer's encouraged to contact the manufacturer for repairs. And Amber, it's the same with families. The family was God's idea. He brought it into being. And in the Bible, he's provided parents with instructions for how it operates Mm -hmm. best. And also what I love is that when parents experience problems with training their kids, he's also given us open communication and he encourages us to contact him through prayer. And according to James 1.5, when we ask him for wisdom, he promises that he'll give it to us. Yeah, I love that. And do you feel like a lot of people don't even reference the Bible when it comes to parenting? Do you feel like that's a like people overlook that a lot? 
I do. I think that a lot of people do not realize the practicality of the Bible. You know, the scripture says that uh, that really, truly, God has given us everything we need for life and godliness. And I think one of the problems in thinking that Bible might not have that much to say about parenting is that um, a lot of times, again, you know, parents look at just the outward behavior, like something like whining. And we think, well, you know, whining, the Bible doesn't use the word whining. Therefore, the Bible doesn't have anything to say about whining. So I don't know how to handle whining. But as parents, when we learn how to reach past, look past that outward behavior and figure out what is going on in the heart, what is the motive behind that sinful behavior, then you better believe God's word addresses it because God is concerned with the issues of the heart, not just the outward behavior. So that's what we have to do as parents. We've got to get skilled in looking past the outward behavior, figure out what is the heart motive behind it, and then we're able to go to God's word and it's going to be addressed from a a, a biblical heart-oriented standpoint standpoint. Yeah, I like that. So if people were, you know, trying to use the Bible more, right, what would you recommend for them to be looking at? Because it can seem overwhelming, right? And like you said, you're not going to be able to find whining in the Bible. So is there a good place that you would say, this is an amazing area of the Bible to start with when you're looking at the Bible for parenting advice? Well, when you want to get to the specifics, like things like whining and lying and tattling and, and things like that, um, you know, I don't want to do a shameless plug here, but that's exactly what I've done in my new book. Um, I can't believe you just said that. I, every single chapter addresses a different tongue-related offense. And basically, I've just done the homework for parents. Mm. I've already I've already researched it. I've looked it up, what God's Word has to say about it. And then it, throughout the whole book, every single chapter, like I said, it's a different tongue-related offense. And I've given you this very simple three-step plan for how to address that behavior um, from a a biblical, heart-oriented, practical way. So I basically, a lot of people refer to my book and, and my chart as their cheat sheet because I've just sat down and done the homework for you. So it's not, you know, so much we can't just blindly open the Bible and point our finger. You know, we have to know where to look. And sometimes that can take time and we're busy. We're very busy. Mm -hmm. So that's why that's where I come in with my resources is I've taken the time. I've looked it up for you. It's not a substitute for parents studying the word. It's just just pointing you in the right direction. (laughs) Yes. Here's where you can go to. If your child's struggling with whining, here's where you can go in the Bible to read about what God has to say about what is the heart issue of that and how you can address it from a biblical perspective. So that's where I come in is pointing people. Here's where you go in the word of God to help you with this. Yeah, no, that is perfect because I do think it is so overwhelming and then you could just give up and you're just kind of like, I don't want to focus on that. So having something that walks you along all of that stuff, I think really kind of helps. And like you said, everybody's so busy. So it's like, how much time do you have to devote to this? But it is one of the most important things to do. So um, it's great that you have provided this. Um, One of the things that I know that you um, have mentioned in your book that you write, why do they act like that? And that's the wrong question. So do you feel like that is going back to the outward behavior again? Um, Or uh, what is your thoughts with what do we really need to be asking um, if it's not, why do you act like that? And um, just explain a little bit more about all of that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And isn't that the typical question? You know, our kids do. So I know when mine were little, and I'm sure you can relate, I, a lot of times I would be just really shocked, just taken aback by some of the things that would come out of their mouths, whether it was lying or whining or talking back or manipulating or blame shifting or, or, or whatever. And I would look at them and ask that very question. 
why do you act like that? But after a closer look at the Word of God, I began to realize I was asking the wrong question. In Matthew 12, 34, Jesus explained, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Mm. In other words, there's merit to that old saying, what's down in the well comes up in the bucket. <laughs> our, sin, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, our sin, it, it doesn't begin with our mouths. It begins with our hearts. The sin that shows up in our words, it comes from inside us, and it starts a lot sooner than we might think. King David proclaimed, surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. So when parents truly grasp just the origin of sin and, and, and just the total depravity of the human race in general, we no longer question why our children sin. So I slowly learned to stop asking, why does my child sin? And I begin to ask myself instead, when my child sins, how might I point him to the fact that he is a sinner, just like I am, in need of a Savior? How might I help him understand and live in that transformational power of Christ? Yeah, that is amazing. And that is true. I mean, everybody is a sinner. So um, to not think that they're ever going to sin, which I do think people think that, right? I think they're always shocked when their kids are acting a certain way. And really, they're just sinning because we're all born sinners. So Right, um, right. They sin because they're sinners, just yeah, like so, we are. So we shouldn't be shocked or surprised. Yeah. We just have to and, get over that thought. <laughs> exactly. And even frustrated. You know, when our kids right. struggle with some of the same issues over and over and over, um, it, we could become weary in having to train them in the same things over yes, and over. Yes, But we have to realize we, we need to view all of their sinful behaviors as precious opportunities to teach them, not as frustrating inconveniences for us. Because every time our child sins, every time they violate God's word, we have this really precious opportunity to point them to their need for Christ and His mm. transformational power. So if we could view all of their 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 sins behaviors is precious opportunities to teach them, we'd be far more righteous in our training, wouldn't we? Yeah, we would be I like that. Yeah. eager instead of <laughs> frustrated and angry. And, and, you know, and Amber, I know better than anyone, that is so much easier said to say. than done. <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. No, I, yeah, it is. And it does get frustrating because it does seem like whatever that issue is for that child, you were saying like those same things to them over and over again. It's kind of like, haven't we gotten past this part yet? <laughs> you know? I know, I know. But you know what? Let me let me just share this while yeah. we're on that topic. My favorite verse in parenting, because like you, I mean, just like so many parents, I, yeah. I would get frustrated with some of those behaviors that just really got under our skins. We, we have the things that push our buttons, that get under our skin, the things that are our pet peeves, and I had mine with my kids. And when, when I would become weary and training them in the same, because you can't just teach them at one time. It really is a process. It's over and over and over the same things that you're teaching them in accordance with their struggles. Yeah. And so, but when we become weary from doing that over and over, um, we can be uh, encouraged with Galatians 6, 9. And that verse says, let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. That was I my life that. verse for parenting. Yeah, I love it. That's great. I mean, it's just a great verse overall, just with life. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, yeah. that is perfect. Now, when you were talking about your book and you were saying that each chapter addresses a different verbal offense um, and you have a three-step plan, what does that look like and how is it effective? Okay. Well, like I said, every chapter is a different tongue-related offense. So it's all one-word chapters, whining, tattling, lying, manipulating, everything I could think of. And um, the, the common denominator is the three-step plan. Step one is 
heart probing questions. You know, if you think about it, um, in all the stories in scripture, when someone did something wrong, think about it. Jesus didn't just wave his finger in their face and say, this is what you did wrong and this is what you should have done instead. Jesus often used heart-probing questions. And in order for the people to answer those questions, they had to evaluate themselves because Jesus was a skilled heart-prober. He knew how to ask those questions in such a way that the people would have to take their focus off of the circumstances and the situations around them and onto the sin in their own heart. So for each of these verbal offenses, Step one, I offer two to three just very, very simple questions to help parents, again, reach past that outward behavior and really pull out what is going on in the heart. Because if you can reach the heart, well, then that behavior is going to take care of itself. So that's step one. And then steps two and three are based on uh, those verses in the book of Ephesians that says that we're to put off our old selves, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires, and to be made new in the attitude of our mind to put on our new self, which is created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So, um, So step two is what to put off. That is what God's word says about that particular behavior and what it can lead to if it's continued. And then step three is what to put on, which is how to replace what is wrong with what is right. And again, it is all from a biblical heart-oriented perspective. I love that. Um, So Ginger, we're almost at the end of the show. Um, I wanted to ask you, what are some elements of ineffective discipline? I know that you like to talk about that. What What are parents doing that you think they should really avoid? Well, when children speak offensively, parents often respond in one of two ways. We either ignore the child, hoping he'll just somehow outgrow it, or we administer some sort of consequences, hoping, as we hear people say, to put the fear of God in them. Mm. But both of these methods are ineffective because they fail to train and instruct. Now, you know, there are occasions when ignoring may seem more convenient for us, because after all, it does take time to train our children up in the way they should go. Mm -hmm. But to ignore a child who is in need of correction and guidance is to is to selfishly place our own interest above mm. the interest and the well-being of the child. And then on the other hand, consequences for wrong behavior, they certainly have their place, but they are not a substitute for training and instructing. Administering consequences without following through with that righteous biblical training, that only teaches kids one thing, that there are consequences for sin. And while that, that really is an important lesson, an even greater lesson is to help them understand that higher calling of living in ways that are pleasing to God and bring Him the glory He deserves. So our purpose in disciplining our children, it's not merely to teach them to avoid consequences, but to train and instruct them to honor God with their lives. I love that. Um, So Ginger, again, what is the title of your book? It is, I can't believe you just said that. And uh, it's on biblical wisdom for taming your child's tongue. So can you find that on Amazon? You can. Okay, perfect. Anywhere anywhere books are sold. Okay. And I will put all that in the show notes and stuff like that. So you guys can access that um, in case you forget, because I know a lot of times people are driving or working out and stuff like that. So before we close, is there anything else you want to share with us that stands out um, that you might want to talk about? Or do you think we covered it all? 
I think we did. But like just one final word of encouragement. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people will hear me speak or they'll they'll hear me on a podcast or something and they can become a little bit discouraged and think, oh, it's too late. I've already blown oh, it. I've, I've done all of yeah. these things. I've just I've just administered the consequences. I threaten, <laughs> I repeat, I count to three. I've done everything except really faithfully train and instruct. And I really don't know how um, to get to the heart. I've always just addressed the outward behavior. Well, let me just tell that parent, it doesn't matter how old your kids are. It is never too late. God knew when you would hear um, this sort of encouragement. He knew um, how old your child would be when you would hear this new encouragement. Mm. And so he, he, you need to be excited. You need to yeah. be excited. This is the right time to hear this information, no matter how old your kids are. And just, uh, just a, a 20 second testimony. I did not become, my parents did not become Christians until I was 18 years old. Wow. I was extremely rebellious, oh. didn't know anything about God or the Bible. And mm. my parents began to implement biblical age appropriately, biblical principles when I was 18. And let me tell you something, God's word does not return void. So it is oh. never too late, no matter where you are in your parenting. Oh, I think that's so great. And I, I'm sure you are inspiring and giving encouragement to those moms out there that do feel like it's too late or older kids. So I'm glad that you shared that with them because it is so easy to feel like, I waited too long. There's no point now, which, you know, that's totally what the devil wants you to think. Like, yeah, just mm-hmm. let them go. You've, you've already screwed up. So we're mm-hmm. done. Yeah. So that's right. That's so right. That's that what you he said says. That. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But exactly. it's not true. It is not true. It is never too late for God. Start now. Oh, <laughs> well, Ginger, this has been so great. And, um, I, like I just mentioned, I know it's going to inspire moms no matter where they are in the journey of parenting. And I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you, Amber. Thanks for having me. Hey, you guys, have you subscribed to the Mom Inspired Show email list yet? If you want to have discounts sent to your email and links to the books we discuss on the show, as well as all the guests information, then you will want to subscribe. That way, every episode will show up in your inbox every Tuesday and you won't have to go searching for the newest episode. It will be right at your fingertips. So just go to mominspiredshow.com and scroll down and enter your name and email and you will be all set. See you next week. 